We'll be reading from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Seeing Jesus in 2020 is all about getting Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. You see, Ephesians chapter 3, or Ephesians as a whole, is talking about the glory of the church and the beauty of what God has, through Christ Jesus, created that you and I are able to enjoy the benefits. And as we look at our lives and we look at the work that God has given us here at Graver Road in America 2020, is to be able to see Jesus in 2020, but to get the implication of Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. What I want you to understand is, brothers and sisters, the supreme challenge of our individual lives, <clears throat> excuse me, and especially the lives of the church here at Graber Road, is to understand the challenge that God has put in us to get and to trust in His power more than anything else. We have some supremely talented people here at Graber Road, and I appreciate that, and I love that. We have some people that are one-talent people and some people that are five-talent people. That's a wonderful thing. But the supreme challenge of our lives is what we're doing with what we've been entrusted with. How have we trusted God in the past, but how are we trusting God to give Him all glory in the future? You see, there are three basic things that God wants us to get from this passage. The first one is that God has all power. We'll come back and talk about that one here in just a moment. God has all power. The second thing God wants us to get, and this is the message of the book of Ephesians as a whole, is God's power is directed in the salvation of souls. That is the salvation of mankind. What God has used His power for is to raise up Jesus Christ and make Him sit in the heavenlies. In Ephesians chapter 1. What God has done through Jesus Christ has raised up each one of us that are Christians and seated us in the heavenlies. That's Ephesians chapter 2. And the beauty of it is the mystery that's been revealed that God has opened this up not just to Jews, but to the entire world. That is that you and I can be a part of the same thing that all of those Christians there in the first century were able to be a part of. And that is the beauty of the church that God has, has created in Jesus. The supreme challenge of our lives is to trust in His power and not in our own power. God has all power, number one. God's directed His power by the salvation of souls and the salvation of souls. That's what He's interested in. But number three, God displays His power through godly men and women faithfully upholding Jesus Christ. God displays His power today in the primary sense of you and I as godly men and women upholding faithfully Jesus Christ. And the way it is that we show the power of God is by holding up the cross and saying, this is the only salvation that mankind can have, or this is the only name by which men can be saved, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. And so to trust in Him that He's going to give the increase means, brothers and sisters, we need to faithfully uphold Jesus. That's what seeing Jesus in 2020 is all about. Look at these two verses just quickly this morning. And I want you to understand, God has all power. God has directed His power 
in the salvation of man, and God's power is displayed by godly men and women faithfully upholding Jesus Christ. There are several truths that we can get from just these two verses that we need to concentrate on this morning. Number one, God is able to do. Look at the first couple of uh, first couple of words. To him who is able to do, our God is able. We need to stop thinking pessimistically. We need to think powerfully. Oh, we can't do that. No, we tried that in the past. No, that's not going to work. Instead, we need to say when it is that we're faithfully upholding Jesus Christ, we need to do this because we know our God can do it. We're putting our faith in him. God is able to do. Our God is abundantly able to do. I don't propose to understand all of these words that he's why, about why he stacks them like he does here in this next section of verses. The only thing that I can be impressed with is the amount of superlatives in this, this, this uh, section of Scripture. Look at this. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Our God is not just able, but he's not just squeaking by, but our God is abundantly able. All of these superlatives, talking about the extreme, extreme, excellent, highest quality of the power that God offers. And it is that we need to start thinking purposefully. What do we want? What does God want for the church to look like? What does God want for me as an individual who is a part of the body of Christ here at Graver Road to do and to behave? Think about this, number three. God is not bound by our imaginations. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. All that we ask or imagine. Who would have thought that God would use a strong east wind to save the children of Israel at the Red Sea in Exodus 14, Exodus 15? Certainly not the Israelites. They said, Moses, why have you led us out here to, to be trapped between a rock and a hard place? we got Pharaoh's army on one side. We've got the sea on the other side. What are we going to do? And Moses said, stand still. See the salvation of our Lord. And it was that God put that pillar of fire in behind the Israelites and caused that strong east wind to divide the waters all night so that the people walked through on dry ground. Who would have ever thought that that would have been means for salvation. Who would have ever thought that a brilliant military strategy in Joshua 5 and 6 was that they were going to march around this city uh, one time per day for six days and on seventh time, uh, seventh day, march around it seven times and have the walls come and tumbling down as we sing? Who would have thought? God is not bound by our imaginations. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Problem is sometimes I think is we're not asking. Problem is I think sometimes is we're not thinking, but realizing that God, his power is directed primarily today in the salvation of souls in wanting people to come to know him through Jesus Christ. How have we upheld Jesus Christ faithfully in our own lives? Number four, God's power works in us to him who is exceedingly able or to is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You see, God is invested in using a group of 200-plus Christians at Graver Road in Rosenberg, Texas in America 2020 in order to carry His will forward. 
the power that works in us to, to shine His light, to preach His truth, to be His people, and to stop thinking this applies to somebody else and start thinking about the fact that this applies to me. What God wants is to use me and to let His power shine through me and to let people understand my character, my disposition, that I've submitted myself to Jesus Christ and that they can learn the gospel that can save their souls through me, through you, according to the power that works in us. Number five, to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. His power is working to His own glory. His power is not working to my glory. But sometimes the temptation is that we want to look at a work that we're over or look at a work that we're involved with and say, see what a great job I'm doing. See what a great job I've done and I'm going to continue doing that great. God is so lucky to have me. The answer is I'm doing this to the glory of God. I'm doing this because His light is faithfully shining in me. His power is working in me so that it is that men can be more educated, more understanding about how it is that they need to obey the Lord. Number six, to Him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. It extends not just here and now. It extends not just to 2020 or even 2021 or however many more years that the Lord wills that He's going to give us. But brothers and sisters, more than your job, more than the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, what we're talking about here has the power to impact someone eternally. The waves that we make here by faithfully upholding Jesus Christ and pointing men to Him have the power to affect the change in this city and in this, uh, this, this, uh, this county and in this state and in this world for eternity. And God is going to be glorified throughout all eternity and we want people to be there gathered around His throne to glorify Him for all eternity. That involves you and me faithfully upholding Jesus Christ. To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I missed one word. I missed one word. The very beginning, what's the very first word? Now. Now. In context, Paul is concluding a prayer of his. And he's concluding that prayer with a praise, a doxology, a time to, that he's going to glorify God. He's going to lift him up. And contextually, he's transitioning from the doctrinal section, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, about the greatness of the salvation we've received into what it is that our Christian responsibility is. Chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 4, verse 1. Walk worthy of the calling with which you've been called. That's our responsibility. But there's a sense in which now is talking about now. There's a sense in which now he wants us to consider that God's power is still at work now. God's still his power is still directed toward the salvation of man now. God still wants men and Christians faithfully to uphold Jesus Christ now. And you and I have a part to play in that. You and I have a responsibility in that. 
It's not just for me and just a faithful few. It's for all of us. And as Roy talks about the plan of work this morning, there is something in here for you to help equip you, to help guide you, to help encourage you, to help educate you, to be able to faithfully uphold Jesus Christ in your life. But there's something in here that you need to be involved in. There are, I'm excited to say, and hopefully, Lord willing, next year we'll have even more. We have three full pages in here designed for evangelistic efforts based upon the Graver Road Church of Christ and what it is that we're doing here. There's something in there for you. There's something you can be a part of. And if practically that means that you as an individual or you as a family sit down and say, all right, we're going to, we're going to devote ourselves not just to attend every single Bible class, every, every one that's offered. I hope that's a goal of yours. Bible class, you can't shine Jesus, in, Jesus Christ and faithfully uphold him any more than you know. You need to be a Bible class and be a part of every sermon and every, every worship opportunity that you can. That's, there's, there's value in that. There's an understanding that. We'll spend some time this year talking about worship. But when we're talking about things that you can be involved in, how about the visitor card writing? That's in there. If you like to write cards, get involved in that. How about the door knockings that we've got planned? If, 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 if you see that and realize that's an opportunity to faithfully uphold Jesus, you say, I'm going to be a part of those things. Now, now, Yvonne Robinson has posted a number of pictures of, well, a lot of you when you were much younger and I'm not going to say less better looking, but you understand. <laughs> the, the, a lot of younger, we'll just stop there, okay? A lot of y'all that, that uh, enjoyed fellowship activities and time together, and she's posted a whole lot of pictures over the course of, uh, of a couple of days, the things that she's found, things that were, were valuable in a generation that's gone by, and particularly for members of the Graver Road Church Christ. I was cleaning a little bit yesterday, and I found something that somebody had given me whenever we first moved here, and that was the history of the Graver Road Church of Christ in, in bound format. And I started thumbing through there and looking at through and seeing the names that I didn't recognize, and a couple of them that I did, but maybe didn't have a chance to get to know those people. And I look at those people, and I think about the sacrifices that they made. And how on one occasion they might have heard Alan's preach a similar sermon to talk about them being involved, and about how it is, brothers and sisters, that we stand on their shoulders, at least in some respects. Because in their generation, that previous generation, they wanted people to come to know Jesus Christ and uphold him faithfully. And we, as a result, are sitting here this morning listening to this lesson because we realize that even if it is that you were part of that previous generation, you still have a responsibility now just like we do. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Joshua 24, 15. And these works that we're going to be talking about here in just a moment are designed so that at the end of 2020, if God gives us 360-some-odd days left, 350-some-odd days left, that we can say now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or imagine, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in Christ Jesus in the church forever and ever, throughout all generations. Amen. And we can give God glory because we've faithfully upheld Jesus Christ and we've grown because of that. Be a part of it. Commit to it now. If there's anything we can help you with this morning, we issue the invitation. If you're ready to obey the gospel, we'd love for 
nothing better than for a person to act on their faith in Jesus Christ by submitting to New Testament water baptism, washing away their sins, and being added to the family of God here at Graber Road. If it is that maybe you need special prayers as a member of the church, if you need encouragement, strength, whatever it is that we can provide for you, won't you make that known as we stand and sing our invitation song?